Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Network podcast. This is a series of conversations aimed at building stronger connections throughout the improv community. I'm James Quesada, your education director for the Improv Network. You can go to theimprovnetwork.org and check out all sorts of resources on there. There are uh, festival uh, listings, virtual festivals. Um, there's uh, blogs and interviews. There's an Improv FAQ page uh, that has an archive of all of these streams and conversations, um, as well as a mini lecture series by yours truly, a little bit uh, shorter, you know, 10, 15 minute long videos on uh, concentrated on improv topics and frequently asked questions of improv. All right. Well, I, I, just a quick update, I guess I'll throw out there just to kind of uh, settle in is um, I went to my first jam since coming back to the pandemic. And that was really exciting. I went to that on Friday uh, at the People's Improv Theater and had a really great time. Um, and uh, I don't know, of course, uh, there's the worry of uh, the, the Delta variant and everything coming back, but uh, it was nice to squeeze in. Um, seeing a live show at Magnet um, on Friday and then going to a jam afterward at the Pit Loft um, and getting back to some of the uh, friends that I miss so much uh, and seeing each other on stage. Uh, which is really great. I hope people are getting the opportunity to do that. I hope people are doing it safely. Uh, both theaters were asking for vaccination cards um, and uh, just a photo would do it. So um, I think that's a good way to go about it. And uh, yeah, it just was, uh, it was really great. And um, wanted to share that with everybody. Uh, I'm very excited to have our guest on for this episode. Uh, we will be missing Bob today. Um, for a family event, um, but our guest is the newest board member of the Improv Network, um, and he is also a, a longtime improviser, teacher, director. He is the founder and artistic director of Moment Improv Theater out in San Francisco. Very excited to introduce Marcus Sams. Marcus, hey there. <laughs> hi! <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thanks for How having me doing? on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks uh, for doing it, man. Absolutely. Uh, I am doing well. Cool. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I, and um, <laughs> so real real quick, just as a, as a really brief um, setup for, because we, we wanted to talk as our topic uh, about tech, because that's a really strong arm of yours. Uh, obviously, you have a really great setup there. Um, and uh, Moment Theater does, Moment Improv rather, does uh, all sorts of really great things in the virtual space for classes and uh, shows. Um, but also, since you're uh, joining the board for the Improv Network, um, we just wanted to get to know to know you a little bit. So uh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in, in improv. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to I'm going to sit for this because, uh, <laughs> so, you know, we're just chatting here. <laughs> yeah, it's just a chat. Um, it's just a chat. Uh, let's see. So um, specifically. Is there any direction you'd like me to start? Like when I was a small minnow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I was. I, people always said like I had a funny bone growing up. Um, well, I guess I'm most curious about, uh, you know, moment improv. T take us up to like, like, uh, how did you end up, you know, founding a theater and and uh, building your own thing in San Fran? Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Um, so then I guess. Uh, not to go too, too far back to Minnowland, yeah. Sure. Um, uh, started improv in college. Didn't really fully grasp the scope of what improv could be. Um, we are doing uh, a lot of short form Whose Line Is It Anyways games. Then I moved to San Francisco. Um, well, yeah, for all intents and purposes, moved to San Francisco. Haven't ever lived in the city, just gotcha. spent a lot of work out of the city. Gotcha. Um, and then the first improv group that, um, uh, theater that I joined was Leela. And I had a wonderful teacher by the name of Jill Eichmann and um, went through uh, one year training with them. And then, uh, after that, did a little bit more work with them. Um, they took a hiatus for a bit. Um, I jumped into a, a group called Weeby Negroes, run by Sean Landry. Cool. Um, I worked with them for quite a bit for a few years. 
Um, I taught it in games improv. Um, when Leela came back, I ended up uh, teaching for them, running some jams. And over that time, like there's just like this clawing happening inside of me that was saying, you have to do this full time. This is where your heart is. You love this, do it. And while that whole thing was happening, I was, uh, I, I still am a working actor. So I've got the whole agent action here in the, in San Francisco. Very cool. But I was also working like IT. Um, when I first, first came to San Francisco, I was substitute teaching for uh, the Albany, Emeryville and Berkeley school districts. So I was just juggling wow. substitute teaching jobs. But uh, sorry, so, that, and, and teaching teaching in tech. Uh, no, so I was teaching uh, children in okay. uh, at schools K through twelve. Yeah, okay. um, and and then I got this crazy tech job through the improv community. Actually, okay. um, that was fun, but I had to have a hard talk with myself of. Do I want to continue to work uh, to fix lawyers' word macro issues and play that whole game, or do I want to help fix people? Yeah. And <laughs> improv is life changing, and I know that it's definitely changed my life. And through teaching, after seeing how many positive changes were happening. For those mm -hmm. around, I'm like, okay, I'm all in. So I decided that I wanted to teach my own classes also. Mm -hmm. um, so I started teaching some one-offs. Um, they were four-hour improv intensives into different subjects of improv. So like I had a four-hour intensive on just space object work, um, which was actually the first class um, I ever taught was space objects. It, I'd like to say that's what got me into teaching. Someone asked me, how do you do the space object work that you do? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and then I went home and I started writing about it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess I have a process. Okay. So then I started teaching some of my processes. And yeah, that's uh, awesome. I think that, I mean, yeah, object work, space work, physicality, I think it's, that's one of my favorites. Uh, as well, mm -hmm. and, and not necessarily how I started teaching, but um, something that was sort of my MO um, as well. Mm -hmm. and, and just like, definitely something that's very exciting and valuable to um, to work with people on. Uh, okay, so and you started so you, you did these intensives on things like, uh, and, and that's kind of how like you built built your own um, philosophy from there, you started to kind of like uncover your own uh, general take and theory on things. Yeah. Um I, when I was uh, working with Weeby Negroes, um, it put me in this incredible place where all of a sudden I got to take workshops from all these master teachers. Um, Sean Landry ran the uh, improv festival at the time. Um, and so through there, I was able to take master classes with like David Rizowski, Karen Wright, Asaf Ronan, um, Joe Bill and Mark Sutton, you know, Name drop, name drop, name drop. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> drop the bombs. <laughs> um, and I just took a bunch of notes. And to this day, what? They're this close? Boom. I've got like. Well, I happen to have them on hand. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, you know, you should see my wall. I've got like nothing but improv posters. My closet is a bunch of improv shirts. That's awesome. Improv cave. <laughs> I'm in deep. Yeah. Um, so I took a bunch of notes and then I just like kind of processed those notes and just brought them in. And then I married that with my theater background because um, I have a acting degree from Chico State. Um, and then I also in a weird sort of way um, combined it with my IT brain. Mm. Um I love breaking things down to the smallest unit and like, okay, this is a tool. And so a lot of the teaching that I do is 
I like to say it's tool-based. So one of the cornerstones, oh, you froze. James, are you here? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. But I'm frozen. I got you. I should have said something Wait, earlier because oh. I was like waiting for my screen to come back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and not realizing that like, well, maybe the audio is fine too. Um, you like uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh. Uh, but um, yes, I can still hear you and I'm still here. So um, continue. Yeah. Yeah. Go right ahead. <laughs> Breaking <laughs> things down to the smallest parts. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's great. You just did that uh, whole thing where you're like moving really fast to catch up. So like in a sprint, we were racing, you fell behind for a little bit, but you just caught up, buddy. Good. Yeah. I feel like I've done a little time travel in my, uh, I'm chrono aligning. Yeah. Um, Oh, so what I was saying was uh, one of the cornerstones for uh, moment training is something that I call the moment of change. Hmm. And the moment of change uh, came out of doing some exercises that were kind of Meisner exercises, but then twisted around a bit. Okay. Um, so, so like, it, it's funny because the first time that I introduced someone to um, this exercise, I call it Meisner walk it out nope scenes. And the idea is that you've got two improvisers on either side of the stage they start walking towards each other and they just notice what they notice. And once the, one of them notices something, they call it out, making a declarative statement. You are this state. And then they repeat that back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until one of them no longer feels that that is true. And then that person yells out, nope, and walks away. <laughs> they just bail. That's funny. And and the whole idea is to viscerally get this, this feeling. So like when the moment of change happens, you notice it. Yeah, that's great. So if you can still hear me. Um, yeah. Great. Uh, well, at least we have that. Um, <laughs> uh, I love that. I think that that to me, you know, I've been wanting to do an episode for a while on uh, improvising without a suggestion and, I, and eventually we'll get to it, but uh, to kind of like, um, tap into what you were just talking about as it relates to uh, that, you know, suggestion topic is, is that I have found uh, a lot of the time that suggestions kind of get in the way. And I was playing in Michigan with uh, a theater that was, that did the, uh, their like um, main company uh, did shows with no suggestion as a, as a troupe or, you know, uh, and that was some of my favorite stuff. Lights come up in, in just you and, and the first person on stage. And you just like notice the physicality and the proximity and the body language and the nonverbals. And you can build so much out of that. And, um, you know, everything goes in phases uh, for, for people in improv. I think you get fixated on one thing and then the next. But uh, I, for me, one of the longest things that I've been like kind of weighing is like, man, are there more opportunities to do that kind of improv that you're talking about where you uh, don't really focus first on the cerebral or the, um, the like, uh, you know, the linguistic aspect of things and instead just kind of like build from uh, that moment, that like physical ethereal moment and uh, see how much is contained in that. I, I have, I have for a, a couple of years now found that um, to be, more freeing and more like authentically inspiring than getting a suggestion and trying to come up with a quick, like, okay, you know, association or, or location or whatever. Uh, it gets yeah. me in my head easier than when I'm just like, um, bare moment on stage, uh, as, as you're talking about. So I, I really, really like that. That's very cool. Yeah. I, 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 it resonates with me because it resonates with the actor side of me and okay. what you realize uh, and like if you're a student and you're watching these scenes, like you're not off the hook either. Right. You've got a job to do. Your job is to watch, to be to be there. Right. And yeah. what people notice is that when the moment of change happens, you can't deny it. The audience sees it every time. Um. 
And for me, it asks the question uh, of the improviser, will we be aware and present enough when the moment of change occurs? And will we be brave enough to then take action? Mm, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love that. And, and again, just I, I love that exercise, too, because um, and the idea of it, of it being like uh, change, because you can have things change multiple times in a scene. Mm -hmm. And uh, like you said, be, not be afraid or, or uh, you know, in more positive terms to be brave enough um, to act on it, even if it's a change to what you feel like the was established. It's like if it's honest and something changed then act on it like that's real. Like you if you noticed it, chances are everyone else in the room noticed it, too. Well, it, and the, so the very next step, the evolution of that exercise, because it's got a couple parts to it is what I call a Meisner walked out nope scene. And that's okay. where the actors come in, they do the same thing, but instead of saying nope and bailing on the scene, they say, they notice the change and they say, this person was in this state, now they're in this state. Why would someone shift? And then they use this information to fuel their first line of dialogue. So that their first line of dialogue and the whole scene actually grows out of a non-BS place. It's just like, no, I noticed this thing. This is now the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay. So I'm, 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 I'm jiving with it. I'm, I'm really uh, <laughs> enjoying what you're saying. I don't, I don't want to get too hung up on it for, for right now because I'm sure it'll come back into play in uh, later in the conversation. Um Sure. Uh, but I, I really love everything about what you're, what you're saying. Um, I guess to kind of like get us one step closer to the conversation of tech um, as my video continues to struggle. <laughs> um, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so when you, when you start moment improv, um, is there a tech aspect to like the staging and, and, and the productions you're putting out right away? Cause it's I, I, like I, what I love about the philosophy that you're putting forward is that it's like very minimalist. And so I'm, I'm just like kind of yeah. curious uh, as you incorporate like other production aspects and especially tech that can be like, you know, really great bells and whistles on a stronger foundation of theater. Um, it can also sometimes like uh, take away from the, the need or the, um, or, you, you know, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's kind of tough sometimes to like keep the really essential parts of improv um, in focus uh, with like more tech elements. So um, yeah, w were you incorporating tech and production uh, concepts into, into shows right away or, or later on? Um, so back in college, I did a uh, sketch show that uh, combined pre-recorded video and live sketch and they blended together. Um, oh, cool. I brought I brought some of those concepts to a show um, called Future Style 79 that we did in um, San Francisco. And this was well before moment was even a thought. <clears throat> um, and I've always kind of wanted to get back to doing some fun tech in shows. But, you know, in order to do that, it helps to have your own space, right? Mm -hmm. um, so right. When, you're renting, when you're renting from multiple venues, you don't have that luxury. Right, um, right. So, so mm -hmm. I haven't, I didn't really get to get back to that. Um, so when the pandemic happened, it was like, oh, well, well crap, that happened. Okay, what's next? What's the next thing? Um, funny enough, like as soon as it happened and uh, we all went on lockdown, I think that I never stopped working. And I'm used to putting 10 to 12 hour days in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I feel you. Um, and uh, there's a bit in your bio that says, uh, you know, your turnaround um was like five days to to between like you know the sheltering orders to getting things online and i think i've been impressed and i think a lot of people would share the 
the observation and, and, and the feeling of being impressed by like how quickly the improv world adapted, which should, should not be surprising. <laughs> but like improv, again, is a, is a medium that tends to kind of strip things down to minimalist and not rely on tech uh, in, in, you can do it in a black box or in the park or, you know, mm -hmm. wherever. And so, you know, that's one of the benefits is that you don't really need all the, all the tech. So that's to me when I see like, Oh damn, like all these improvisers are now just like putting it up on online. I, I it's, it, it was very cool to see um, the people whose strengths were in the skill set of tech and uh, web-based um, tools to then get a chance to like apply that, you know, by necessity and, and um, start pushing improv into that medium that's so fast. You know, yeah. So, yeah. Kudos to, to someone like you who who did that. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, it, what's funny is like I knew. So before every <laughs> in the before times, yeah, <laughs> I like to refer to it at, as BC times. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I did not know what OBS was. Um, I had no real need to create a virtual cloud network. Um, I had never used Adobe After Effects. So all of this stuff was like, okay, wow. time to learn a bunch of new things. Um, and yeah, like I didn't have, like I used to run a film company, but like I didn't, I abandoned like any equipment. So I didn't have any lights. I didn't have like a really awesome camera, uh, a professional microphone. So it's just like, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, just, to, uh, the, the amount that you can learn in a, in a short time once, mm -hmm. I mean, it speaks to your aptitude for it. Um, but it also speaks to how, um, accessible a lot of, uh, software is becoming, especially things like the Adobe suite and like Google's always really great about it. Um, and Apple products, uh, are just really um, more and more capable, powerful at the same time that they're easier to use, uh, which is an interesting like you know correlation for for tech um, uh, to go in. And um, yeah, I, I don't really know much about OBS, but like you learned that from scratch, and that seems like a very like that's like multitasking kind of. Um, can you can you can you describe exactly what OBS is for people who are uh, unfamiliar with it? Yeah, I mean, OBS is a, um, it, it stands uh, for, oh boy. It's, it's something broadcast system. It's, it's yeah. a, yeah. O, o, like o, open broadcast system because it's okay, open cool. source, right? That, that yeah, makes I don't sense. Know. <laughs> um, I mean, it wouldn't be Olive or anything. Um, <laughs> uh, Opaque broadcast system. <laughs> right. Um, it is a robust system. I mean, um, you can, let's see, uh, I can actually, okay, screen share tips, boom, and boom. So now in theory, um, you can see this. So this is OBS right here. Hello, I'm OBS. Um, and you've got your scenes, you've got your sources, and each scene has different sources. Um, and then you can pull in your microphone over here. It's a really powerful software suite. And what I found is towards the beginning, like I got, I didn't want to necessarily do improv that was straight to camera or necessarily even looking at the screen while doing the improv. Cause I felt like there was this disconnect that was happening. Mm -hmm. And so then this is yeah. when the film film background kicked in. Right. And so like everything that I've built and I'm really super excited because I would say as of last week, like the entire infrastructure is built. Um, or would you, sorry, real quick. Do you want me to keep the uh, OBS viewer up there? Um, well, I was going to come back to it. Uh, let's see. I can I can jump in just to show something really quick. Um, but yeah, once you it. start playing with it, you can like create virtual sets. 
right? And so here yeah, I'm awesome. behind my desk. And actually, this is how we would greet people. This is how we would greet the audience and students when they came in to see a show or take a class. And so I wanted to give the community a sense of like, oh, yeah, this feels familiar, right? Yeah. And you can even go behind the curtain and pop out and say, hello. Um, <laughs> I've got I have built a bunch of other sets. Uh, I mean, this is just a simple on stage run one that I use mm -hmm. for hosting shows. Um Let's go back to the theater. Um, but yeah, so, so, you know, whenever I build a class, and if you want to switch back, we can. Uh, but whenever I build a class, I always do it in reverse. I'm like, okay, what what are the goals that I want to accomplish with this class? And then you work backwards, right? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like in a lot of ways, that's what I did with online improv. I'm like, what is the vision? And my vision was, well, the general audience is used to watching television shows. They're not necessarily used to watching us break the fourth wall all the time. Uh, right. Staring at you, delivering your lines to the audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, so that's when I came up with this concept of the fly technique and it was, it's literally an approach. Um, to doing improv online on okay. a camera, right? Mm -hmm. And so in the in the teleprof classes, you know, and there were so many iterations. And in the beginning, I think that we all had to do a crap ton of experimentation to see what works, what doesn't. You know, in some classes, I've got a class that I literally fly people around in Google Earth, teaching them oh, how cool. to do storytelling based on like just their environment. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So it, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So we, go ahead. Oh, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, so, so the idea is like, okay, in film and television, the camera moves around the subject, but in this medium, we as actors have to learn how to work around the camera to mm -hmm. tell for storytelling, right? So you've got your foe over the camera shot mm -hmm. or over the shoulder shot here. Um, and then I've like taped down my lines, you know, so we have sight lines and everything. Um, so once I had that concept, everything else kind of flowed out of that. I was able to write the classes for that approach. So then I felt like Moment had a vision on what, I, what we wanted for shows. And then the technology yeah. came along. Yeah. And um, so my first question uh, about that approach, which I think does look much um, neater. Um, I guess I'm curious, like how, how do you coach people to, um, it seems like you would need like your, your camera and your monitor viewing screen to be, separate from each other in order to um, really do that most effectively. Because if I'm thinking about doing it, like looking off screen, um, it's hard for me to like manage give and take or like re continuing to react to my scene partners. Um, if I take my eyes off the screen, uh, you know, um, so that would be, that is what would make me nervous to play like that is to, is to give like that, you know, three quarter or whatever it is, two thirds, um, focal point um, and um, lose track of, of what's happening with my partner on the screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that is a, I, I built in a solve for that. Okay, cool. Um, instead of having like, like right now we're um, in two boxes, right? Mm -hmm. And I felt like for, for the shows that I wanted to produce, <laughs> that having all the performers in their separate boxes was just continuing the idea that we're separated, you know? So it's like, how do we, how do we make the audience feel like these things are happening together? And so all shows at moment are all done in speaker view, unless it's a specialty show. So the idea is that the, um, the camera operator is the 
term that I've deemed for um, speaker view. It's whoever talks attracts the camera operator. So in a teleprov show, what is kind of cool is let's say I'm here and you're on the other side and we're having this conversation. Well, as soon as you start talking, I know that the camera operator has pulled your focus. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm not going to be seen by the camera. And because I'm not being seen by the camera, I can then drop my eyes down and watch you. So I get the information that I need. And then I come back and then I deliver my line. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, again, it, then it does take like, um, uh, a specific rhythm of give and take because I guess, I suppose, um, that you would be less likely to kind of, um, do quick banter back and forth and, and more treat it more theatrically, um, where the lines don't interrupt each other or bounce back and forth too quickly uh, so that it's, it's a more clean give and take, right? Not necessarily. Um, okay. So that back and forth that you're talking to, I refer to as the dance. Okay. And part of the dance is uh, a matching relative head size. Um, distance between the subject and the camera indicates intimacy. So this is, far less intimate if I'm talking to someone and it shows distance. So if I'm like this, then I'd want my scene partner to be relatively that far away from the camera also. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. then this becomes very intimate. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So it, as long as like we're listening and we're paying attention, you know, if I'm here and I want to initiate a camera angle shift, then I would wait till you talk. The camera would shift over to you. I would change camera angles to wherever I wanted to be. And then I would talk and then that would bring the camera back to me. Right. right so you right. can okay, still cool. have yeah. all that back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I was just thinking that like, I mean, even to begin with in um, virtual people, people, I think interrupt each other less or, or it's, it's an issue that people kind of like uh, there's like that slight delay, you know? So, so, so I, I have noticed that with uh, virtual improv that um, it tends to need to be cleaner either way um, mm -hmm. because it's really hard to like false start, stop, start. Uh, but um, like you said, the dance or the rhythm of it is like, as long as you, you can get everyone on the same page about like how those exchanges take place um, or, or, or the, the shift in focus um, takes place, then uh, you can kind of like take that to its max speed. I'm sure um, once everyone is kind of acclimated to like, uh, yeah, like the, the, the format and like just building chemistry with each other too. Like, uh, are you doing this with, you know, essentially like virtual house teams or, um, you know, is there a set cast for, the uh, this type of uh, show that you're doing, the, the one in particular is called uh, Lost Pilots, right? Yeah, so Lost Pilots uh, is a show that was born out of uh, the work the moment players are doing, which is a house team. Um, mm -hmm. And then I've got two projects, um, the Listen Sam's show, um, okay. and it's it's real fun. We uh, we. Uh, the whole story is encapsulated inside of a graphic novel. And so cool. I found a interesting way of being able to zoom out of a graphic novel in um, Adobe After Effects, cool. zooming out. And then when it zooms out, it actually zooms into a green screen and then back into the graphic novel. So it actually looks like our live video is inside of a novel. Yeah, that's very cool. I like that a lot. Um, I think I think I know the kind of like transitional effect you're uh, you're talking about, and I love that stuff. Um, and yeah, uh, it seems like it would be that would be a great way to um, bop around a, a virtual long form show. Yeah, and then another one that I'm doing is fabricated dreams, but 
Honestly, at this point, I feel like we've only scratched the surface. Um, I've been doing a lot of uh, work in the background. Um, I took this camera, actually, um, and I've got a, um, let's see, it's right here. I got a car mount, a car mount to put the camera on. Cool. And I got footage uh, from the back of my car. And then I took an image <laughs> from the inside of my car. I cut out the windows. And now, you know, we can have driving scenes. Um, <laughs> and I can actually pull in multiple people into this car. So there's someone in the back seat. There's someone right there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, again, it's just like so impressive to me that you were able to get to, to the point of being able to do something like that, um, even in just like a year of, uh, you know, having to figure out the virtual stuff. Uh, it still is, is like, man, the learning curve on it seems endless. And, and um, like I said, it's stuff is the the software and the programs are are pretty accessible relative to how powerful they are, um, but mm -hmm. still, it, there's a lot um, there's a lot going on and uh, there's no real map for how to apply it to improv. You know, all of the stuff is oh. like it's uh, it's it's meant for for cinema, for film, for you know. Mm -hmm. um, pre-recorded stuff that's going to be post edited. Uh, so like live edit using these tools for live editing a uh, theatrical show um, is just so cool and innovative. It's uh, yeah, I love it. We're having a tremendous amount of fun. And I mean, you said it perfectly like um, live editing, you know, it, once we bring improv into this medium, it's a different game. Mm -hmm. It really is. And we, we need to be thinking about our improv shows as video productions. You know, how do you, how do you communicate to the actors? You know, cause there's, there's a lot of shows that, you know, you'll have the host. Uh, okay. Are you ready? Uh, okay. Okay. They're ready. They're coming up this, that, and the other. But if you can create a back comms channel, then the audience never has to hear the direction that you're yeah. sending the actors to, okay, so Magda, Julian, you're gonna be at the car wash and three, two, one, you're live, go. <clears throat> you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that's just the way that I'm running my shows because, you know, I have, I, I actually built a server. Uh, so I've got, everyone's on OBS, but then I've got a server that has OBS installed too. And that's the system that I'm piping everything into that's making putting all the components together before it gets set out to stream. Got it. Yes. And just one more time to clarify what, what, what OBS is um, so that people can keep up who are not uh, as tech savvy is that it's uh, it's basically a control room software to connect mm -hmm. all these different hardware um, devices into one uh, like operating system. So uh, you, you have your own little broadcast system, but it also comes along with, you know, you got, you, 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 you get creative with like where you set up multiple cameras and what kinds of like uh, physical controllers or keyboards um, are linked up to OBS. Um, but uh, w once you get everything set up and hooked up, uh, it is a lot like having a home um, uh, film studio, uh, for yourself <laughs> and, oh, and then for yeah sure. sky's the limit beyond that because because then once you have it connected to a server and then you're connecting everybody remotely um it's not just the stuff that's in your room it's the stuff that's in everybody's room that's that's uh that's linked into the server so that's yeah it's it's incredible the fact yeah. that we can do and that <laughs> is incredible <laughs> oh you caught up I know. Like you I, just I, 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 just, I just, yeah. I was back for like I was back for like thirty seconds, and then I went away again. But like, and, and also I should say it's it's possible. Like, because right now you're pixelated for me, but and and this is something that I, I okay. uh, I'm not positive is still true about Streamyard. But at a certain point, 
they would say streamer people would say that like just because things are lagging inside the uh, session doesn't always mean that it's what people are seeing in the stream so gotcha uh, i'm i'm guessing that my my video is lagging but you probably look crystal clear to people who are streaming whereas you look a little fuzzy to me gotcha but gotcha, but the, gotcha. these are the things these are the things that i'm talking about with the learning curve of like oh shoot you know like oh, yeah. what program what program does what and like how does it work a web-based app versus like a local you know, app on your on your computer, and how do you get like uh, you know real time audio and video versus like getting a lag? And once once you once you hook stuff up, then you, you can like compensate for for lag in these mathematical ways um, between your your stream and your uh, recording, and it's it gets crazy. Like it, the more the more uh, you stack on it. So again, just uh, yeah, all the kudos in the world for for, for you being able to pull this kind of stuff off because it, it is. Uh, as you might be able to tell, a bit of a challenge for me. <laughs> well, I remember when I first started like figuring everything out, I was doing it all at my home, right? Of course. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was using a laptop, a tablet, my computer, my wife's computer, and just like doing all these crazy connections like, uh, okay, I think this will work, but it was super slow. And then that's when I, I had the thought, oh, of course, because I'm literally running one, two, three, four Zoom sessions on one network. Yeah. yeah. So, so then that's when I'm like, okay, I need to build a server. So that's not an issue. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You run into these walls where you're like, oh, shoot, you discover like new tech because you like have to upgrade, you know, you outgrew the... Uh, the fishbowl, so to speak. And you're yeah. like, I got to get an aquarium. <laughs> well, necessity is the mother invention of invention, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, and, and I said pre uh, a little bit earlier that I feel so stoked because I feel like I've been able to build the whole infrastructure. So like I've got the ability to produce crazy shows. Like I've, I can set, and it's all link based. So literally, uh, I don't know if you want to do uh, yeah, I can throw this back up quick on. screen share, but like literally all of these Chrome tabs or uh, um, shortcuts, that's how you run everything at moment. Those links. Okay. So I can literally send out um, a link to a director and that will send them to this virtual switchboard. And so this is how I would control all my shows, you know, pull up the host. Um, for here, this Nuts. is for the moment players. I can like literally just, and what I do is I load this onto my laptop, right? So the, mm -hmm. with the touch screen, so then it's just big touch buttons, right? Send them to the doc, send them to the hospital day or night. I made all these little graphics. Um, but what's super exciting is so, so of course the classes come out of the shows, right? Because it's like, where are you leading people? Right, right. Yep. Yep. So here's how you do this type of show. I'm going to teach you how to do this show. But then the next aspect was like, so those are the classes and the shows. But as we know, a lot of improv is community. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how do you bring back that community feel? And for that, I actually built a virtual theater um, uh, one of my friends, Bill Stahl, he came in, I'm like, I want to build this theater. Uh, this is the platform. This is what I'm thinking. And he like, like, uh, laid it all out. And then I came back in and added all these special graphics and added these integrations. So like you can walk around this space, you can come over here to the shop. And if you click on the shop, it actually ties into the shop that's on my website. Yeah, this is incredible. Cause I mean, this basically has the feel of like a um, online game or, or like RPG, uh, but you know, very simple um, uh, uh, game. Um, but uh, you get to have your little av avatar uh, and then you can move around that virtual design room um, and and actually interact with uh, links and and um, have 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 the virtual space feel like a real space um, to yeah. take you to places. That's incredible. 
And so, like, this is the virtual pin board that shows where people are taking classes from. And this isn't fully, like, it. it's developed, but it hasn't been, like, like, I have, we haven't had the major launch yet. But the major launch is happening towards the end of September. But I've had people take classes from Sri Lanka, Budapest. Um, but what's really fun about this is... I feel like I cracked the code on the virtual theater. So audience members can come into this space and because it's based on spatial audio, you're going to be able to go to different sections and the audience can actually hear each other laughing at the shows. Not only that, that, that's very cool. Not only that, the performers can hear the audience laughing without lag. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so, and and then, man, because uh, I guess I don't want to step on your toes for for explaining some of this stuff because you did show a little preview uh, to this. Um, you want to pop back? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, first of all, Sue, thank you. Sue uh, confirms that my video has been lagging and still is. <laughs> oh no! Oh, are we live? Live? We're live, live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Internet. <laughs> I didn't know if this was being recorded for later or what. That's amazing. Sorry, I should have made that extra clear. But, yeah, it's a live stream. Um, and uh, and also, uh, Kurt points out that uh, he heard a rumor here that uh, some people opened an improv theater in Grand Theft Auto Online, which I would absolutely believe and absolutely love to check out. <laughs> totally. I mean, that... It, that's like Farmville on another level. Uh, and Kurt says hello. Um, Hi, Kurt. Yeah, that is. It is. It's like Farmville. Like that's what I was kind of thinking. I couldn't. Th- I couldn't think of the word, but or the uh, name of that um, game or platform. But uh, but yeah. So so um, you can kind of uh, have like proximity audio, right? You 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 go around yes. this virtual theater space and and you go from one section or one corner of the room to another, and depending on what other avatars are there, it, you can kind of like you get a you get a like a distance effect, so that like as you kind of come closer to people, you hear them, but not people across the virtual room, right? Yeah, yeah. So it it, it lends itself to more. Um... <sighs> more real conversations, that feeling. Cause like, you know, I could be like, Hey James, I, I, I want to tell you something. Come over and meet me by the video game cabinet. And by the way, <laughs> all those video game cabinets, they do work. Oh really? There's actually like, yeah. Yeah. It's like like there's crossing. so much, there's, it, there's actually a tank game that you can pop in. And because everyone's in the space, you can hear each other talking. Uh, yeah, here, I'll just come check out the, the tour. So here's the bathroom, mm-hmm. you know, cause <laughs> just, you have to have a bathroom. Go, yeah. Or if you need a breath, in case you know. go. <laughs> right. So like, and, and this whole time, like if you had earbuds in, you would actually hear, um, the, uh, uh sounds of a bar that get louder as you get closer to the bar. Um, so cool. here you can, figure out, like, take your shows, take classes. You can scan it with your phone for a QR code, or you can click on the link. Um, there's your classic box fire. Why not? Um, there's the green room over here. So this is a working card table. This is a music game that multiple people can plug into and then all make music together. Mm, very um, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. You can yeah, draw okay. so, with so, each other. <laughs> yeah, Kurt's wondering if uh, if this is a live um, platform yet, or if, if is this like more kind of prototype in beta, or like what are you doing? Uh, we have um, so launch we're gonna, date for it. We're gonna have yeah, our our launch is going to be sometime uh, towards the end of September. Um, we're cool. actually going to be gearing up to all this um, because you know uh, this is going to be the first time that we're bringing everything together, you know, uh, we're going to start hosting activities in here for students that they can come in and they can just play with one another. Um, the idea hopefully is that, you know, maybe you're, you're in the moment community, you're working on some stuff at your, 
uh, work <laughs> or at home, and you're like, huh, I'm on my break. Uh, I'm going to pop in at the theater because that's what that's what I miss, being able to just go to yeah. the theater and, and see who's there, right? So this way, if you have a link that's on your desktop, just pop in, see who's there. Yeah, that that is such a valuable point to make is that, I mean, this seems so cool. Like, and, and the, the notion of like, um, being able to hear live laughter, or if you're doing a show and being able to tap into the audience that way is, is, is very, very appealing. But like, I feel like so much of what we have done in the virtual space has been, um, to see if we can pull off live shows, but not really like find ways to keep the community, um, feeling still connected and, and uh, like a clubhouse feel. Um, and uh, something like this is just uh, so fantastic um, to, to think that like, oh, wow, we can really hang out, you know? And, and there's so many ways to do that online, like Grand Theft Auto Online or, you know, Facebook or uh, Discord and, and stuff like that. But to be able to do it in a way that, that feels like um, an improv uh, theater and a specific community um, is just a very, very exciting. I, I, I'm wondering, um, so let's say that it blows up and it gets, you know, every improviser in the world uh, is like, this is awesome and uh, uh, taking part and that virtual room fills up, like what kind of um, ability to like expand, like what's what, what do you speculate is like the sort of growth of it um, at this point looking forward? I mean, uh, that we still have to see like what community adoption looks like, I feel, before yeah. we can speculate to that. Um, I do have some plans around like, how do you mix the virtual world and the real world? Like how, how because there's, it's very, very possible that you're going to have students that are some are in San Francisco physically. So someone may take a level one and a level two in person, but then they may decide, oh, you know, I want to try the on-camera stuff a bit too. So mm -hmm. then they slide over and take teleprov. Um, or there's, I've got people in San Francisco that are taking online classes, you know? So it's very possible that someone from SF and someone from the other side of the country or the world would be in a virtual classroom together. And yeah, I think yeah. that it'd be really cool to figure out a way how to be like, hey, meet me at the show. And this person just happens to go to the live show. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, but you can still interact is what you're saying. Like one, if you're online Possibly. and in the virtual space. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, 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 man, it's it is so cool, and I think it, it's one of those ways that, like, um, obviously everyone's fingers are crossed that we don't need the virtual space for the reasons that we've needed it um, for mm. too much longer. Uh, but you know, this, these kinds of innovations have made it so that we can um, really still uh, the, the fact that you and I are, are able to have a conversation and, and do this, um, and, and you know, uh, across you know, coast to coast is, is really very cool. And, um, you know, I think everyone's experienced some of the benefits of, of um, diving into virtual in the sense that like you get to see people that you don't see very often that you might only see once a year at a festival or um, you get to play with people in a jam or, or a, a mixer show that uh, you wouldn't have gotten to play with or meet because they're uh, across the country or in a different country. Um, and I, I think that like those things um, are still really valuable and appealing whether or not we need to be in the virtual space per se. And I think that uh, what you are demonstrating in that um, virtual moment theater um, is a, a, a huge step into making it something that people are going to want to continue doing because like video games are, there's a community for online video games, right? Like, like people make friends all across the world and, and play the same games and, and develop teams and friendships. And, and like, it's because it, it feels like that's the best way to do like the, the certain types of video games. And so if you can kind of like make a, 
a theater space feel like a game or feel like it's the right best way to do the virtual community, then like it doesn't feel like a substitute. It feels like a its own um, standalone uh, reality or, or, or virtual space. Well, and, and that's the thing is like, I think that online improv is not a replacement for improv. It is a new thing. Yeah. And, and anyone take, I, I've been saying this for a while, anyone doing online improv is going to walk away a stronger improviser because you can't lie to the camera. It's teaching improvisers that less is more. We don't have to be huge as huge as we are on stage. You can have, if you're feeling the feeling and you can get out of the way of trying to show the camera that feeling, the camera will pick it up. So yeah. I, I think that it, it's, it can lend itself to a much more authentic style of improv. Yeah. And just like, you know, uh, there's lots of improvisers or like um, theater actors who will go, uh, you know, audition for something on camera or, or seek out an on-camera agent. And a lot of the time the note is you're doing too much or it's too big. Mm -hmm. um, and so like to exercise more nuance in uh, that, that medium and to lean into, you know, camera based acting. Uh, exactly what you're saying is it, it totally makes sense and exercises a different skill set and uh, doesn't try to replace, but instead um, stands alone as, as a, as a new application for improv. Yeah. It, and with all this tech stuff, I, I do want to say that like, yeah, in the beginning, I'm like, Oh my God, there's so much that's possible. And there still is, but yeah, you know, I think that it's easy for an outsider to be like, Oh, look at all those fancy gimmicks. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. When in reality, it's like, for me at least, I wanted to find ways to say, okay, we do this thing in person. What is the most honest representation of that online versus just like, ah, ugh, does it work? I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, how do, how do you make that translation? into this space yeah yeah and really in, in one sense it's it's not so different than like well if, if somebody has a theater like that's it's not bells and whistles it's just a it's a space for people to come play mm -hmm. and you make it look as nice as possible and you know get uh get nice seating and nice lighting and uh try to build the stage and paint an aesthetic and make it welcoming and exciting for people to be there and um, that's that's just how that translates to virtual is having OBS, you know, like having these, yeah. these things that, that are that are um, capable of housing, uh, so to speak, um, the performance. And yeah, I think because it's new, it's a novelty. It feels like bells and whistles. I think you're right about that. But it's it, it really is just like, well, we have the means and the infrastructure to do it in this medium. Um, and uh yeah, it, it is just like having the, the, the physical tools and the physical space and infrastructure to do it at a uh, at a live theater just in its own way. Rent is also a little cheaper. It's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Marcus, uh, we should um, we should uh, come to a close here, but it's been fantastic talking to you about this stuff um, and uh, just the most sweetly ironic um, day to be having these kind of tech problems on uh, on my end. So I appreciate you being patient with that. I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're used to working <laughs> your work, just, you know, power and threat. Uh, so um, thank you. And uh, and welcome to the board of the Improv Network. Um, really looking forward to working with you and um, uh, just getting to know more about what you uh, do and, and um, having the community also learn more about you and uh, see, you know, it benefit from having you on the team. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm excited to get down and, and, and make some things happen. Yeah. Awesome. So we, and we drop a link to um, moment improv theater 
um, oh, in the description, in the, in the show notes. Um, and a friendly reminder to our audience that you can, of course, catch us on the Improv Network Facebook page or the Improv FAQ YouTube channel with these live streams. Um, you can also hear us as a podcast, anywhere podcasts are found, uh, as the Improv Network podcast, probably put on by Gabber Media. Um, okay, everyone. Thanks so much. Great talking to you, Marcus. Uh, we'll look forward to catching you uh, next time on the Improv Network podcast. Bye. Bye.